Mama see me. See me bitch, you know that never be me. You can have a look like the AR. You can listen to the Jedi when you see AR. The content must go far. You can do what they think because you raise the bar. The Shasha is hard. Twitter and YouTube don't get barred. Trophies are coming so we fix the scars. Only when the season the season's at large. I can't be without you. Let's go. It is it's a shelf side podcast. Uh, it's never boring, never boring at Tottenham. And uh, <laughs> we've got a lot of things to discuss, man. We've got a lot of things to discuss. We have Jay in the building. It's actually the first time Jay and I have linked over audio now. So, Jay, thank you for jumping on. No problem. No problem. So, it's a pleasure. Uh, Lira, Lira, Lira is back. Um, Lira, obviously, he had his, he had his chat. Last episode when I wasn't around to defend myself, he was, he was talking the most. But I'm back now, so bro. you know you can be you know you can be well behaved. Bro, Lira, we're welcome. not gonna go there. We're not gonna go there, you know. We're not gonna go there. Because if we go there, I've got ammo for you. So I'm gonna leave this between you and Che. I'm just a referee. Well, I'm never scared, bro. <laughs> I'm never scared, Lira. Lira. That's hey. a, that's that's not that's not what he's saying. The um the delay. It, 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 I want all the listeners to know that the delay was was due to the sound interruption of his knees knocking together. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so. He knows, bro. He knows. He knows what it is. Lira knows what it is, bro. He's trying to he's trying to play the trying to play the role of the the wiser elder Satan, but he knows what it is, bro. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want the, the young buck. Um, yeah, guys, listen. I hope you're well. First and foremost, I hope you're I hope you're both you're both good families as well, etc. Um so Conte's gone. Everdechi is done. The uh, Italian stallion, the uh the experiment is over. Uh another win now manager has come to Tottenham and not won. There have been calls for Enoch out, as per usual. We're mm-hmm. starting a new manager search. There's a lot of things going on. I wanna I wanna start by just getting a sense of what your initial feelings are towards this uh, yeah, this whole situation. Um because I personally, after the rant, which you know we discussed and you know um we went through in detail, after the rant, it left me feeling like yeah a lot of the things that conte said was true but i also feel like in his position and what he's what he means to the club the way he went about it was wrong and i felt very frustrated that he didn't take any responsibility um for any of the stuff that he could have done better right but now we're in the situation now again i told him we we're waiting for a new manager and for a lot of people they've written off the season they've written off the season it's like oh you know let's go again and i feel like that's like so typical of our fan base like we we always get to stage where we're like you know what it's done start looking to the future instead of really going through a a post-mortem so yeah jay i want to start with you how are you feeling just initially about this about the fallout having gotten rid of content um so 
I think that um, kind of like looking at in terms of what happened initially, um, I, I was I, I felt it's almost a bit like the Danny Rose interview where okay. I, where I don't really care the points you make if you make them in that manner. It's 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 one of those points where I I didn't like it when Rose wants to talk about things that should be kept in house in house. I don't like it when Conte did it. I think it shows a disrespect for the club, uh, a disregard for how our perception. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 like uh, you know if you haven't if you're taking the piss out of your your, your sibling or your best friend, I can do it. Yeah, but you can't. Exactly. <laughs> so so. With Conte, he he overstepped it and he spoke like he was a Chelsea manager speaking about Spurs, speaking very openly and fluidly on a topic, making a number of points which may not be wrong. But let's let's say some things honestly. We have more European pedigree than you, Antonio. Yeah, we're, we're we play Champions League finals. Do you know what I mean? We we've been getting Champions League knockouts. Like you struggled to get past the last sixteen. So when you're talking about us like we're a small club, yeah, we still, I don't like the idea that that everything was always about the players. It just seemed like a very big absol- absolving of blame for himself, even though the points, some points that he made is, there's no way back. Look at how the players have been speaking about it. If anything, that was a, a weight off the players' back because the players then felt uh, open to start being like, yo, we hate it here. Like, do you know what I mean? As in, like, we really dislike it. And I think that's when we look at the season, I'm I I'm happy with what Conte did. Like, as an overall of what he did for the time period where he's at Spurs, where we were when he came in, how we managed to help stabilize the team, qualifying for top four, him leaving us in top four. I know we play a few extra games. Then obviously we haven't won a trophy, but all in all, it was a net positive appointment for Spurs, in in, in my opinion. Okay. okay. So I, mean, I think it's, I think it's interesting that you haven't allowed the recent event to sour your view of the entirety of his tenure. Because I don't think many I don't think many people could do it's, that. It's, it's, people... it's like game. It's like Game of Thrones. I appreciate Game of Thrones as a season, but even though the finale sucked. You yeah, know, fair enough. Uh, yeah, fair I, enough. I still appreciate it. Fair enough. I mean, Lira, you um, you have been very vocal, especially on last pod when there was no one to, there was no one to control you. You're running wild, you and your bro, um, <laughs> talking all kind of grease about yeah. how you are happy with the things that Conte said. Right, he's gone now. He's yeah. gone now, and I don't want to go through what you, the points you made before, but now that he's gone, um, how do you think it reflects on the club? The fact that he, the fact that they've removed him from his position. Yeah. See, I get where Jay's coming from with his point. Yeah, and I and I understand it, but I think you get to a point where there's only so much hiding you can do. If you, if that person in your family is a fiddler, and it needs to come yeah, out, yeah, 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 to, yeah, 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 it needs to come out. Yeah, that's the way I look. Wow. At it. That's oh, uh, before you before you run on with that, just when you say he's a fiddler, so <laughs> when we when we look at decision making of people and how yeah. it impacts the overall. Now, yeah. Conte came into this summer with very high level of credibility 
within yeah. the the infrastructure, everything like that. He could essentially have got what he wanted. Now, yeah. I firmly believe that obviously Conte turned down players that have gone on to other places to do very good things, such as Kim Min Jai, such as Kavara. So yeah. Conte made decisions in the summer which affected the balance of the squad, one of which would have been purchased in a centre-back and one of which would have been when we weren't able to get Bastoni, him being happy with Longley, right? Yeah. So to me, Conte has made decisions, yeah, that shaped this squad for this season. Yeah. So taking that into account, when he then at the end is very critical of the club yeah. and what's happened, yeah. how how much can he then say it's Levy? I don't think Levy bears more than fifty percent of the blame for this. Like no. So so obviously it's not black and white, it's shades of grey. So if you were to apportion blame here as to why Spurs are in the situation that they're in right now. Yeah. We've got the players. Yeah. We've got the boards. Yeah. We've got the manager. Yeah. What percentages would you allocate each of them? Do you know what? The club holds, uh, for me, about 60%. Because they appointed Conte. They appointed the wrong man. Like, he was never into the job. He took the job, maybe for monetary reasons, maybe to see what the challenge was. But I think he knew from the beginning that it was an appointment that he didn't want. And we know that because he turned us down in the beginning. So for the, the hierarchy to go for him, for me... Like, they have to hold the majority of the blame because they weren't going to give him the tools to do what he does naturally, you know, uh, and what we've seen him do at other clubs. They weren't going to give him the funds to do that. So okay. it does. Okay. It, okay. So, so you've got a good point, but let me just, let me just push back a little bit here now. So on. you've just, you've just said the club made a mistake appointing him. So yep. if we, if we go back to the time, the summer when we got Nuno, yeah. Yep. Now, that summer, the the managerial possibilities on the market were not what they look like today. Of course, yeah. yeah. The, the, the 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 pool was the pool was smaller, yeah. and our star was dimmer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're saying the club made a mistake in in appointing Conte? I'm yeah. saying, okay, look at where we are today now. What managerial option yeah. could we have got who would have come that would have qualified us for the top four last season and have left us in fourth place right now? I reckon Ten Hag. There was Ten, Ten Hag was interviewed. Ten Hag could, I, I fully agree with that. I fully agree with Ten that. Hag was interviewed. So it's not like, I get where you're coming from. Sorry, um, mm -hmm. I get where you're coming from. You're right. You know, the pool was smaller. We left it a bit late, but mm -hmm. I still think there was... What we needed to decide, and this is my thing with this whole manager thing, it's not about who we get. Of course, that bears a, a, a big weight, but it's what direction is the club going in? Are we going to actually facilitate the manager that we get? You know, and is it going to be a working marriage? And that's, that's what I'm that's looking at. Have. And you know what, Jay? I, I, I actually I agree. I, I agree with both of you in, in, in different senses, right? So, Jay, I, I understand that. Conte, to, to achieve what we achieved, was probably the best man to have done that, right? We yeah. also know that when you get Conte, you get, like, you get an explosiveness, you get the passion, you know, you live and die by that, right? My thing is that if you're going to get Conte, 
Mm-hmm. He's he's shown to have success when he's given what he he believes he needs, right? Mm-hmm. People say, "Oh yeah, Tottenham backed him to the tune of 150 mil." Yeah. Now, with inflation, with inflation, and just the relative changes in in, the, in prices, when people like Neymar are going for for 222 million, right, and it changes the whole landscape. Bro. So Neymar going for 222 million, his wife coming like Coutinho could go for 140. It's the same reason why Dembele can go for 120. Like, it's blown it massively, massively out of proportion. So now, 150, back into a manager like Conte, to the tune of 150 million, isn't as big as it sounds like. I'm not saying that's not a small amount of money. That's not what I'm saying at all, right? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the thing that he asked for, he didn't get. Yeah, he, he got a Richardson, which seemed like a, a good speculative um, um, purchase at the time. There's no denying that. But he asked for, what he wanted specifically was a top left-sided um, centre-back. That's what he wanted. He didn't get it, right? He didn't get it. So there's certain tools that he was not given. If you as a club are going to get someone like Conte in, you need to back him. If you yeah. don't back him, you get this. But he's yeah. walked out on teams where he's won the league and they backed him. So you're not going to back him, bro. Yeah, what would you expect? What would you expect? So Lee, I think the blame thing, I'll go further than Lira, bro. I'd say 70%. No, I, I, I disagree. Listen, by the same token, you say you guys are all... I don't want to say waffling because waffling is so disingenuous. You know, it indicates a lack of a lack of a lack of a lack of direction. You you guys make good points, but you miss the overriding of okay, who's a Conte signing? Perisic? You want you want us to buy more more Perisic type players? You want us to bloat the squad out like that? Look at how much money we owe in transfers. Last uh, accounts, two hundred and thirty million Spurs still owe on transfer fees for other teams. Yeah, that's how much we still owe. That's what we're paying. Not maybe a little bit more than other clubs, but a lot of clubs pay in installments. Nothing crazy about that. The big thing is, is we struggle to sell players. So, personally, not going to lie, I prefer the club approach of signing players that are multifaceted and have the potential to be valuable for the next manager, seeing as your manager has a year on his contract. And let's be honest, Spurs could have gone all out last summer and the year Conte had in terms of close people dying to it, dying, you know, everything, everything that's happened around the club and, and, and for Conte, that could have still happened and he could still have wanted to leave. So there, when, there's no denying that. There's no denying that. But you said you said okay, fine. You said per- that's a very good point. Perisic, right? Perisic. Was, oh, Perisic was, we we could have got stupid, yeah, but we could have got Estupinian. Who went yeah, we to Brighton? Right. Yeah, right. yeah you, right. you know that. So we could have right. got a stupid yan, but we got Perisic. So now Brighton have Benton Court and Kosteski are both also Conte signings, right? They were yeah. they were sanctioned by Conte, and yeah. and they are both they're both young, they're both promising, and yeah. and they were big reasons why we finished fourth. So I agree yeah. with you, but then what what at the point I think you're missing is, I I wanted that that, that former approach to Tottenham had like buy players. Young, relatively unknown, whatever, sell them on if they, if they need to be sold on, but they yeah. ultimately they perform for the club, right? Mm-hmm. What, I, what I feel like is the issue here is there's a breakdown and synergy between what Conte wanted and what the, the club was planning to buy. Because if there wasn't there, you can't go and buy someone as talented as Jeff Spence and be like, oh, I'm not going to play him because it's not Conte signing. This is what I'm saying. It's like the board ought to have to take responsibility for that, bro. You can't come, to come in situation. You can't come to situation and say you know who you've you know who you've hired by hiring Conte. If you're going to do that, and you know he's a little guy who wants club signing, then don't get that manager. Because like you, Jay, like you, Jay, I want those. I want those. I want those signings. I want the people who are not going to work just for whoever we have uh, now, especially when you've got eighteen months. I want someone who's going to do it long term. 
It's they just fumbled. They fumbled the whole thing. They fumbled no, they the didn't. whole no, thing. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. That's the point. That's it. You can look at it from the way you're looking at it. The way I look at it is okay. Not every when you when you have a job in your career, right? The job that you have at a certain point isn't necessarily the job you're going to have for the rest of your life. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have a marriage of convenience that benefits both parties. Conte and Spurs was a marriage of convenience. Yeah? Yeah, Conte, yeah it was. Conte wanted his 15 million. Spurs wanted a highly competent manager. Yeah? Now, could it have gone better? It could. But if you look at what happened, where we were when he came in, finishing fourth, the fact that we're fourth right now, it's whatever manager comes in is going to be building on what Conte's left. We're coming, a new manager is potentially looking at a team in fourth. When Conte was coming in, we were mid-table, booing the players off the pitch. You know, it was, it, people thought it was a much worse situation than Conte came into. We bought a number of players. The squad is better. We, we can attract a high-level manager or at least a high-potential manager. In no way, shape or form was appointing Conte a bad decision. In no way, shape, or form wasn't he, he was he wasn't backed. He was backed. If he was, was he backed to the full extent that he needed? Maybe not. But to Conte, unless he's got eleven world class players on the pitch, he ain't happy. He's bitching yeah. about everything. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense, though, right? Because obviously it's out of convenience, and I get that. And I understand that we're working for the future, so we understand that he wasn't going to be there for a period, a long period of time. Yes, okay. I understand that, but. Could we have got other managers that could have actually fitted the mold no. for a longer period of time? No, I don't think. I don't, th- I, I don't think. I, at so, that time, so, so what you're saying is time, Ten Hag, Ten Hag would yeah. have fitted the mold but, but, for a longer but, period of time. But, but you, you're saying Ten Hag, but remember, Ten Hag in about April, late April, early May, yeah, yeah. Ajax extended his contract even before the season had finished. Yeah. Right? You can argue Spurs weren't going to go for him or anything, but Spurs' hand was already forced at that point, because Spurs were already saying, we don't want to pay compensation, overt compensation for a manager. They've just extended Ten Hag's contract. Ten Hag has signed the extension. So now all of a sudden, is Ten Hag not saying, I'm staying? Do you see what I mean? Are we not talking to him before that? Before yeah, that yeah, but, 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 yeah, and you can argue we didn't pull the trigger then. But you, the club could also argue, well, I mean, the guy's got a job. Yeah, the season hasn't finished. Maybe we wanted to see, maybe we wanted to sound out Paul. Maybe we wanted to talk to other managers. But we do That's know true. that a lot of managers rejected us. Lopetwegi, Potter, all these managers said no to us, apparently, based yeah. on reports. Yeah. So yeah. if you're going to, so you're saying Ten Hag, I'm saying no, I don't think Ten Hag was an option once it came to the summer. So maybe we fluffed our lines on Ten Hag. But yeah. aside from Ten Hag, what manager no. could we have got in that six-month period that we had Nuno or Conte that would have been better than Conte? There isn't no. a manager. No, no, you're, you, no one isn't arguing. I'm not arguing that point. I, what yeah, I'm, saying I'm not arguing. Is, what I'm saying to you is, think about the run-up to that point. How many managers did we have up to that point? No, no, no. Why, how many managers have we cut since Pochettino up to that point? Yeah? Yeah. We are, were in a wrong place. It's nothing to yeah. do with who... Um, Conte or what other managers were available, it's to do with Spurs and their actual direction, what they was doing as a club. And this is why the club has to take the majority of, of the blame. Because quite clearly, in the run-up to um, 
signing Conte, we was all over the place. All no, over yeah, the place. But, yeah, but the thing is, is that by the same token, right, the club can take the blame for a poor approach, yeah, and a lack of planning, yeah? The club didn't seem to know what they were doing, but yeah. I'm going to give them a pass, and the reason I'm going to give the club a pass is because we brought in Paratici at that time in the summer, around yeah. that, yeah? So the club might have had one idea of what they wanted to do. You bring in a, a person who's overseeing the football, and you basically say, okay, here's the keys, you run it, but then you're about to give him a manager that he's not appointed. So I get the confusion and the fuck-up there, right? And that's why no one ever talks about that. We brought Paratici in, he took over football operations, yeah, at the exact time, that's when we're looking for a manager. So we had a different list until he came. He came with his own ideas. But that's Spurs' fault. That's no one else's fault. It's but not a manager's fault. Yeah, yeah, but, that's, but, but I'm not saying it's the manager's fault. I'm merely saying this. I understand why we fucked up. Because we had completely different approaches trying to do one thing. And, yes, and I, I'm, but yeah, your so, so question to me was... How much uh, percentage would I give yeah, to the club? Give, the give, yeah. And I'm and now we're speaking about it, and you're we're seeing where the club has made several mistakes. So when yeah. I'm, you're saying that you don't agree with kind of my percentage, and yeah. you're kind of pushing it more back to well, Conte's done this, and I'm not yeah. arguing what Conte's Conte's no. done and yeah. his percentage. But what I'm saying to you is, I'm validating, and you're now validating. My no, percentage. no, no, no. I'm not because you most are. Of the, no, because most of the criticisms I uttered were last season, yeah, and we still made top four and we still built on the squad. You can argue we could have done more, but I would say we couldn't get Conte in the summer because he turned right, us okay, down. Okay, Jay, Jay, so, Jay, okay, what are we going to say? Before I go, I want to say, Jay, so what, what, what potential would you attribute to the, to the club? I would say, I would say everybody has an equal share. Equal share, Jay? Yeah, equal share. Because... I'm not going off last season. We finished. We finished top four. No, I'm. I'm not talking. We finished top four. But top four. What do you mean? What do you know? Hold on. What do you mean? What, what top four? Top four to me is okay. The team is competent enough to be able to compete for domestic cups. Yeah, that tells. If we if you finish top four, that tells me the team should be good enough to compete for domestic cups. Are yeah, they? as in. So so I'm saying so from top four, so then moving forward this season, I wanted us to finish top three and get yeah. a cup. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. When I looked at the squad we had, yeah, yeah, I thought, okay, we could do this. Yeah. So when the yeah. season started, even though I felt we needed another centre back, I looked at the squad and thought, if everyone plays to their potential and the they push, we were all talking at the beginning of the season about how we had the best front three. That's what the fan base was saying. We have the best yeah. front three in the league. Yeah. And then yeah. we brought Richarlison in. So for me, I thought we'd do 80 plus points and win a cup. Okay. So the board have given us, to me then, they've given you a squad that's capable of achieving that because that's what I felt we could do. Right? Now, it turns out that wasn't true. We needed that centre back. So now the board has to take blame for that. So I, even though I said it's equal, you could then push that to me up to 50% if you wanted to because you could be like the board should have made sure we had a centre back but it's the manager who didn't insist on a centre back 
No, this manager Jay. wants to give no this, this manager <laughs> well, Jay, this manager wants to give this manager wants to give Dyer a new contract. This manager was happy with Longley being the sole defense center the center back defensive addition to the Who squad. Who told you he was happy, my guy? Who told you he was happy? It he was told me he was happy he by was... not by not demanding a center back. That's what he I mean. Demand, he demanded Bastoni, bro. And the second Bastoni didn't happen. The second yeah. remember, we were to heavily linked well, he to turned down players and like Kim Chai. He turned down people like Bremer. He just wanted Bastoni. And if he didn't get Bastoni, he wanted Longley. So to me. When we when the defense implodes when the season goes on, you have to take some of the blame, Conte. It's not just I'm the ball. I'm not Conte saying that. Conte does deserve blame. I'm not going to run away from that. Conte 100 percent. But Jay, let me tell you something right now. Yeah? Mm-hmm. If I if if my wife tells me yeah, I need someone to build a shed, I call you up, Jay. Can you build sheds? Yeah, I build some great sheds, bro. If I have the best timber, I make you the best sheds. I'm like, cool, come through. I don't give you timber. Though. I've got MDF, MDF, yeah. whatever that is, stuff is, yeah. And you build me, and you build me an okay shed, yeah? It's an okay shed, but when it burns, when it, when it burns a little hard, it's rickety. I, I take responsibility, more responsibility than you, because I hired you, knew what you knowing what you needed no. to do. Yeah. I hired you, knowing the tools you needed, and I didn't give them to you. Now, let me tell you something, right? I think Conte should still have done a better job. I thought 100% he He was inflexible, mm. he was stubborn. And if yeah. you if your players don't work as a top top manager, if your players aren't working, you change your tactics to get the best out of the players you have. Okay. Because when, when he first came and he was playing a back three, everyone's like, Oh, he's doing it to mask and size inefficiencies. This is so this is called stroke of genius. He's made Tottenham so solid. And then same same guy next season doing dire things, we were like, Oh, well, he's not good enough. Like, what do you want Conte to do? I want him to change the system to mm-hmm. match the players we have. So okay. I I agree he deserves okay. some blame. In my okay, head, so, in my so head. In, in my head, what's your percentages? Wait, wait, you, but, you know, but you'd already said so. This is what I'm trying Hold to say. You'd already said 70. You'd already yeah, said 70. No, and I'm not changing it. And I'm not changing it. I'm not changing okay. it. So you're trying I still to... think it's. I still think it's seven. I think it's seventy percent. What's Conte then? I think seventy percent the board. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's Conte then? Go on. Thirty percent. So what the players then? Yeah, I'm not giving the players any blame, bro. Oh my okay. United? How do you yeah. watch us versus Sheffield United and give the players zero blame? Are you are we are we being serious well, here? No, 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 no. You're not you know, even against you know, even against Sheffield United, yeah, when we went out there, yeah. We uh, we played like we were trying to contain Sheffield right, listen, wait, 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 listen, Conte wasn't even there for Sheffield United. So who do you want to blame for that game? Jay, how do we play? How do we play them? Did we not play oh. track like we're trying to like we're trying to contain Sheffield United? The players, the players, the players yeah. played with no pride. They played with no honor. They played with no desire to win a trophy. That's on the players. You know what, yeah. My, I'm not I'm not changing my percentages. I'm not changing my percentages. You don't need to but change the percentage. But, but I tell you what, yeah. I'll, I'll, before you move on, I'll say this. Yes, Conte wasn't there, but we've been led to believe that Conte was still giving instructions for wherever he was in Italy. Oh, wow. And the fact, and the this, fact is, is, this is low. This no, is no, 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 Real talk, Jay, real talk. That team played the same style that they played yeah. all season. Barely turning up in the first half and trying to do something in the second half. That's what they've been doing. But to me, it was more the same. It was more the same. And that's what really pissed me off about the whole thing, right? But I agree with you. Everything you said, finishing top four suggests that we should we had enough to um, to to um to win a domestic or at least do more than we did, right? We did. Now, we are in a situation now. Conte has gone. 
Delini's in place. Mm-hmm. To me, and I want I want you guys to be able to provide some kind of insight that I'm missing, right? Okay. I feel like it's strange that Conte's people are all in place, apart from his brother, right? His 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 like everyone else in his staff, back from staff, is still there. Usually, when we when we sack the managers and t- be in Tottenham, we've we've, no, we've we're very experienced in this place. And all back from staff goes. Everyone goes, right? Yep. Why is it? Let me ask you, why is it? Why do you think we decided to keep Stellini, all the other backroom staff, and just get rid of Conte? And I guess his, his brother wasn't got rid of. I guess his brother wanted to go with his, his brother. Fair enough, isn't it? But what, what, the, what the hell is that about? Listen, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you both. I do not understand it. I don't know why. I haven't even stopped to think of it. Do you know why? Because the club have got me in such a, a state where... I'm no longer thinking about what they're doing because I know it's not going to make sense. Do you know what I mean? Not to me anyway. So Jay probably have a better kind of vision or understanding of what's going on, but I could not give you a, a genuine answer. Okay. So we talk about Stellini. Just, yeah. just, not, even just not even just Stellini, right? It's about the whole setup because usually yeah. when a manager hasn't worked out, you get rid of all that stuff, isn't it? So yeah. Well, pretty much there with the, with the majority of his guys. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, me, my thoughts are sometimes, like sometimes, you can do role reversal. I remember when Jose was leaving. Every, the 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 thing was that Sacramento was hated. A couple of other backroom staff didn't they didn't get on with yada yada. Now, it can be sometimes the players don't like Conte, but they're perfectly fine with the backroom staff. You got to look at from my point of view. If you're Daniel Levy, you're thinking to yourself, right. Conte is the problem, okay? His tactics, his formation, this and that, it's not so much a problem. Do you know what I mean? We could shithouse top four. We're going to lack the manager, though. But the, the question then is, okay, can we get any of our targets? So I genuinely believe, had Bayern not moved, Thomas Tuchel probably may have been our next manager. Uh, yeah. It wasn't going to happen. I, I, I don't I, believe I, that. Well, I, well, the rumors are we were gonna have talks with him, like as in, like he could have waited for 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 the for these other teams. But by the same token, it's saying we clearly were looking for a manager, yeah, that could take us on till the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So then, if we couldn't get a manager that could take us on till the end of the season, it was yeah. what is the very best option for Spurs right now to finish as high as possible in the league, yeah. and that and would he- be a Stellini Mason double team rather than Mason on his own. Okay. Sorry. So what other than Conte going, what's mm-hmm. gonna change? Like so training wise, preparation wise, tactic wise, formation yeah. wise. Are we gonna get all those changes or are we gonna continue I think, along I, think, the same I think we should be I think we should be on a similar trajectory to what we were on. Like yeah. I don't expect major changes, maybe mm-hmm. splashes of stuff, maybe a little bit more. We might try some different things. We might press mm-hmm. higher up things that like we might be more aggressive, like as in like little things. Because the thing with Conte is, I remember a quote from um, from Sesk a few years ago. I'm not sure whether you guys saw it, where he was talking about how that when they were playing, um, mm-hmm. Conte micromanages everything. Yeah. So so he's like, you know, he's like, you know, I'm 29 years old. I know how to pass. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's yeah. There's a certain amount of. Well, you'll get to see. I don't think our players are particularly good with responsibility. 
So I think yeah. to a large extent, they need to know exactly what they're meant to be doing in certain yeah. players. But by the other token, I think that certain players, when you play with that level of rigidity yeah. the entire time, you start to resent it because yeah, you yeah. almost put the, the, the restrictions on what's happening on the formation and style. Yeah. Well, you're, so, you're a footballer. You should be able to express yourself at a football pitch. Well, we don't have any structure. But that, and that's the and, and and that's the beautiful point that you just made. We don't have intelligent footballers, in no, my we opinion. Don't. We don't. We don't, we don't have don't. solution oriented footballers who, yeah. in real time, can calculate what they need to do in yeah. order to not fuck up. Yeah. And because we lack those kind of players, that's why we make mistakes. Because when a, when a, another player has pressed you in an intelligent way or has attacked in a certain way you make a mistake because in real time you're not an intelligent footballer enough to communicate from your brain to your feet from your feet to your brain what you're going to do without getting tackled but, 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 but do you know how mad that is though do you know how mad it is that the concept is that so many players are just dumb no i'm not even i'm not even saying that they're dumb like they're intelligent at certain things but it's like dire is clearly to an extent a classy player. Like if you look at his skill set, go put him in a slower league. Yeah, put Dyer in Italy, and he'll look really good. Put Dyer in a back three in Italy. Yeah, I saw Smalling getting shouts of best defender in the league a couple of years ago. Go to, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? As in, like I see, I see, I see. He's got Lockman. more pace. He's I see Lockman with though. fourteen goals in yeah. in Serie A. So yeah, yeah. so there's certain. But if you then put Dyer in a fast league where you have to play high, constantly looking over your shoulder, constantly having to follow runs, constantly have to think about how to defend, constantly having to think, where's that ball going? This He can't do it. It's almost like his brain malfunctions. He has, he like overload. It's an overload yeah. of things he yeah, has yeah, to yeah. do. I agree. So, no, okay, that that is good, right? And Stellini is going to offer a level of continuation, but also he's probably going to try and be his own man, right? Which you, which you got to respect. Um, yeah. And the club, the club must have given him the feeling to do that. How confident are you feeling about top four chances now? Because even if we won against Southampton, I wasn't feeling confident because of the amount of games in hand we had around us. People are, like, oh yeah, you're right. A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush at this stage in the season, for sure. It's better than on the board. But when those guys are coming up behind you and they're running up, so are fairly easy. It seems easier. And the kind of football we were playing, I was overly confident that top four was ours. So now, how do you feel about it? So, Jay, how do you feel about our top four chances now? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't have any. I don't really have any thoughts on them until the team plays a couple of games. Um, there's, was it ten games to go? Is it ten games ten, to go? Ten games ten to go. Games. We probably Start need. With, with we, probably, we, we probably need seven wins to make it. You think um, seven? Yeah, I think I think, I think I, it goes uh, to the while. It does go down. I, 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 I think seven should be fine. Um, I don't see Newcastle winning all their games. I don't see United winning all their games. I don't see Liverpool winning all their games. Brighton probably look the most consistent out of all the teams. Do you know what I mean? But Brighton have got Wembley aspirations too, so I don't know if that's going to impact them too. So for me, it's it's difficult because the team just has to restore the pride after a couple of weeks. It's funny because had we beat Southampton, would would we would would, would we even be here right now? Would Conte probably still have a job? Probably. 
Probably not. Yeah, we probably wouldn't be. We'd probably be uh, doing this after the Everton game, after the international break. Exactly. Like as, in, as in, like, <laughs> but it was coming after the next defeat. It's just we yeah, don't know yeah. when. When, when the, so this is almost like ripping the Band-Aid off. And it's like, yeah. okay. Um, I think a lot of fans want to fast forward to next season. Yeah, uh, you know, but it's down to the players to to show we've got stuff to play for. You know, these players wanted the manager out. You know, the 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 players the players wanted the manager out, and the players didn't want the manager to continue. So these players need to showcase now that they they were arguably right. They were correct in their assertion that the manager was 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 hindering them, and that's what they've got to do. They've got to go out there and prove it. So no. they ain't got the juice. They ain't got the juice, bro. They, we, do you know what is? We haven't got the defensive juice for me to be confident of us finishing in the top four. I feel like we might have a good game. You know, they might come out firing against Everton. You know, like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the re... But then you, we know, bro, like, they're going to just fall, drop off a cliff. And it's not going to... For me, it's not going to happen. I don't believe that this group of players could uh, <laughs> sustain that level of kind of fight to the end of the season. I don't think we got it. I, I, I think we got potential to. I think the players can... Like, last season, I remember there was... Like, the players are better fighting from below than they are on top. The mm. players are better with a chip on their shoulder and people saying their shit. Like, do you know what I mean? The players will see everything the fans are writing, you know, and it's yeah. up to them to give us a reaction. You know, I think, I think it's interesting, Jay, that you made the point that we did it last year. I think people will say that we did last year, but we also did it with um, with with Antonio Conte, right? Yeah. And so now without him, I think it's interesting because um, it was reported um, Jamie Redknapp was saying that by sacking Conte, our rivals will be buoyed by that. They will be like, "Yeah, Tottenham are there for the taking." Like you don't think it's uh, you don't think it's going to hinder us. Like you, you you're favouring more towards the getting a reaction and the uh, new manager more new situation uh, bounce. I think I think Conte is an integral part of what we've done. I don't think I don't think we're going to be better without Conte. It's not like I think we're going to. That's that's every all our tactics and every that's Conte. Do you know what I mean? Our strategies, all that's all Conte. So, from my point of view, I'm not I'm not here being like, oh my god, this is, um, you know, this is something that I'm, I'm, I'm happy that's happened. Um, au, au contraire, I'm I'm here saying, well. From a skill set point of view, we want we want we want the players to express themselves in the best possible way. It's a ten game sprint. It's a fairly difficult run, but it could be worse. You know, we've got games where you've just got to just do basic things, and I think at, at the very least the players will run. Do you know what I mean? At, at, the, at the very least, the players will run. Um, they they they'd stopped running recently. Do you know what I mean? The players they yeah. weren't. They weren't pressing. They weren't working hard for each other. They weren't doing this stuff. And I just think at a very basic level, if we do that, we'll get decent results. We won't win every game. We'll probably have a shocker thrown in there too. But the very basis of getting the players just back to doing absolute basics, pressing, working hard, you know what I mean, being accountable for each other, I think we'll get us a decent, decent return. I can see us winning six six games out of ten. Do you know what I mean? We, I think we've got six home games. So I can see us winning the majority of our home games and maybe picking up one or two away wins, maybe.
Well, we, we still have to play United. We still have to play Liverpool. We still have to play Newcastle. Yeah. Um. And to be honest, with Tottenham, I can see us like winning all those three games and then losing yeah. to like. Well, no, without you know, honestly, without Emerson, I'm I'm very worried about some of those games now. Like Emerson was so so good for the last two three months, and yeah. defensively, like he's just funny because it's like I remember the Leicester game where Porro got absolutely dismantled, and I remember thinking to myself, why did why did why did he start why didn't he start Emerson? In this game, because I was like, I, I swear to God, if Everton had started that game, I don't even think we'd have lost. Yeah, now, 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 this guy has come for you to be making for you to be making that kind of. I've, 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 I've always, I've always liked him. I've always thought the fan base were overly harsh on him because there's two ends to being a fullback. He wasn't. No, you're good you're right. You're anyway. right. But my, yeah. my point to you, Jay, is that you can you can say that as a as a footballing yeah. guy, you can say that right because you understand the game. Whatever, yeah. like that's fine. What I'm trying to say is that you can say that now. And there's no, no one's gonna come for you. Yeah, no one's gonna. Yeah, no one's gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, no, 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 no. Let's be clear, though. When I'm out there alone, the real island, bro, by, by but, myself. No, no, no. <laughs> be on, no, problem. Be honest. On this pod, did anyone say they hate my man? No, no one said. No, no. no one said it. But I will tell you what, though, there was there, there were times where Andrew, yeah, <laughs> there were times where Andrew was done. Yeah, you said that he won't have it. And don't get me wrong, like as you're saying, there's two parts of um, any kind of position, especially a wing back, right? But for me, you have to fulfill those both for those parts. And he where he was falling down is where we was mentioning it. Like, so it's not like we're saying, oh, you know what, uh he's crap full stop. We're saying, you know what, he's not giving us this. I am not saying that the view of Emerson Royal was not was not um without was was unwarranted. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that he's given himself and he's given the count of himself now, which means that some like Jay can now credibly say mm-hmm. we need him and no one's gonna 100%. say hey, you nuts. You know what I mean? and, that, and, and that's and that's and that's a that's a big that's a big call. I think yeah. now we have to look at it, right? Antonio's gone, Delini's in. We are looking at a ten game sprint, which is you know, to use to use um Jay's phrase. But there's a what we have the thing about these next ten games, right? It's not just about how we end the season. I think it sets us up in a big way to what happens next season. It has a it, it has a massive say in what happens with Kane because he's got a year less than contract in the summer. Mm-hmm. In the summer, the following summer, he's out. He's out of contract. He's he's on the free. Right. Uh, Man United seems to be the most likely uh, place for him to go. He idolized Terry Sheridan. I don't think there's anything. I don't think. I don't think I wouldn't be surprised if he signed like a two-year deal with Man United, tried to win something, and they came back. I would not be surprised. <laughs> I would not be surprised yeah. at all. Right? Yeah. He, I like Teddy Chero. It seems like something that would work. Ten Hag is putting together a team behind him that can do big things. There's an England contingent there. Like there's a lot of reasons why it could it could work, but we won't effectively we won't know. We won't know. We've got to consider that. We've got to think about Champions League football and the revenue. So the managers who will come in will also be thinking. Um, and also, uh, listeners, we're going to have a, an in-depth, um, in-depth episode with uh, Jay. We're going to go one-on-one, I think. Um, I'm going to talk to Jay about his, his managerial candidate. So definitely look out for that one. It's coming soon, produced by Lero. Um, yeah. But I, I think I think it'll be interesting to see which managers want to come in because some of those guys will be like, well, I'm not going to come and play. I'm not going to come and manage Tottenham, but I haven't got the certain budget and I'm not going to play Champions League because I'm a Champions League manager. Some people, some people won't mind that challenge. There's a lot to be decided in the next ten in the next ten games, man. And it's like 
I think my most frustrating thing about this is no matter how we manage to stay relevant, because I don't say that we're too big, but like I, I, I don't expect Tottenham to ever like fall into the spiral of crisis that other clubs have gone to, and that's probably because we haven't reached some of the heights that other man, other teams have gone to. So probably not going to fall as much as a crisis, but ultimately we are going to finish somewhere in the top six, right? And so whoever comes in will have a certain platform to build from. They need to make a decision as to how committed they are to building from the position that they're going to be building from. And then the squad, there are questions, man. There are questions. Ben Davis has done 10 years in the club. People have loved him. You know, to be honest, I, I, I really respect him, man. Whatever happens, whichever man that comes in, he does his best and it's cool. There's players yeah. like Dyer, question marks have been over him. Time to, time to move him on. Son, what do you do now? Do you hope that he it was just a one season blip and he comes back, or do you try and cash in? Like, there's so many questions now to be asked to Tottenham. This is why, although we're writing off the season like we've done so many times before, this does feel different. This feels like a watershed moment in so many ways. Kane, manager, Enoch. Enoch has done, Enoch has done what it's supposed to do, right? They set out their their goal was to make Tottenham one of the biggest brands in the world. They've done that. Their goal was it to, to revamp uh, the stadium and the facilities. They've done that. Everything that they, they wanted to do outside yeah. of winning a trophy, they've done. So even for in it, it's a matter of watershed moment. They need to make a decision. Like, are we going to go? Are we going to sell? Is there anyone who really wants to buy it? What do these things have to be decided in the, over the next 10 games? And I think, I don't know, man. This feels like a real massive sliding doors moment for Tottenham. And I don't know if I'm shook or excited. I don't know. I don't know. Boy, if I'm honest, um, I'm I'm not excited. I'm not shook. I'm sitting in a place where the right things need to happen now. They actually need to happen. I don't see them selling the club next season. I think, I mean, if they sell it next season, it'll be towards the end of next season, you know, for the following season. I think they're there, definitely there for next season. But I think they need to kind of lay the foundations now on the pitch like they've done off it. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um... For me, it's, it's, I think the club is, listen, I, I, I you know, I, I'm practically a, a Levy inner, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not like a Levy outer, I'm just neutral, but because you're neutral, people yeah, then push that. you over I to the that. other side. I hear that, I hear that, so, I hear that. I hear for that. me, I'm like, and this is something I've never really said, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to try it out with you guys, is that if Levy needs to leave his job, right, then 17 of the other clubs in the Premier League need to have their chairman leave their jobs. Yes, that's fair. Yeah? Yes, that's fair. Because, yeah. because, because what is the gradient that, you, that you're holding somebody to to say you need to leave a club like that? Like, Everton. I didn't even hear Everton calling for Usmanov's head like this. Yeah? Because mm. he spent money. Oh, so you can spend money and have your team low down and that's not even an issue. Be honest, yeah? Since we finished with 86 points in the Premier League, yeah? under Poch, Chelsea have never beat that total. Not once. Not once yeah. of Chelsea. Because they beat that total to win the league that season over us. But yeah. since then, they've never even approached that total. Ironically managed by Conte. Exactly. But they win a lot of trophies. The thing is, is that if our players had stepped up, yeah, in semi-finals and finals when they got there, Daniel Levy would be going down as a saint. No, you're he, right. He'd be going cool. down as one of the greatest chairmen of all time. A chairman who didn't need millions of pounds and grew his brands from small, small club that nearly went out of business in the late 80s, 90s to a mega club with a mega stadium 
all done organically with no artificial financial doping if our players had stepped up in two, three games. But because they didn't and because we haven't, he's gone down as a pariah. He's the reason why. And he's made some bad decisions, yeah? And it's crystallized now because now the people, they can't hear it. They don't want to hear it. Like, they, they, it's just, they're, they're too entrenched. It's like, Enoch out. Like, Beyonce's doing a concert. Enoch out. There used to be a football <laughs> club here. And it's just like, well, I mean, you know, it, you know, you're like, how can you just, and that's my point, as in, at this point now, I'm like, I, I remember I, I said, uh, I wrote on Twitter, I said, that when it was his birthday, I was like, happy birthday to Daniel Levy, a generational chairman. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And oh, they came for me. They came for me. With, <laughs> with, with, oh, oh, oh. They came for me with pitchforks. And I was like, and I was just being disingenuous. I was just joking. I wasn't actually being that disingenuous because, like, it's okay to to wish someone happy birthday, right? Are, yeah. we, are we at that stage where, like, you know, you wish that you leave you happy birthday and people are like, that, what the fuck you doing, man? What are you doing, man? You can't do that, man. And I'm like, okay, so. We're at a stage now where everything good is like, oh, we built, we built a stadium. Well, will you build a stadium? And it's like, well, no, because I remember when we were really bad, like Gary Doherty up front bad, like yeah, Everton, yeah, yeah, Villa, Leeds, all of the Leeds. I remember looking at Leeds playing Champions League football, yeah, yeah. with like Kuhl and Viduka and Denmans, being yeah. like, wow, we're so far away from these guys. Like we're so like we're so crap compared to these guys. These guys are amazing. Yeah. And 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 to do what we've done is great. Built and the problem is is with Levy is that I get it. The problem is is that the landscape of football isn't how he thought the landscape of football would be. With all the FFP stuff and this mm-hmm. and that, he probably thought. If I build us to be a mega club, by the time it gets to this point, they'll be like United, Liverpool, and us. Do you know what I mean? Maybe Chelsea. You can't factor, but you can start now. Now you've got cities, you've got Newcastles. And it's the case for me. It's like, well, he has to learn on the job. And that's what he's trying to do. He's like bringing in paratiches. He's just not making quite the right decisions. Do you know what I mean? Like, he brought in Mourinho... Because the fan base demanded we wanted to win. It's so funny watching the fans say, oh my God, I can't believe he brought in Mourinho. You demanded it indirectly through your actions yeah, and behavior. You said, we don't want another project. You said, we want to win now. That's what the fans said. No, I was going to say, just to jump in there. Yeah. So why did he sack Mourinho? Because, because Mourinho wasn't gonna so at that point with Mourinho that's when he realized we need to rebuild properly do you see what I mean because do you not remember when 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 Mourinho was on Sky Sports News twerking for the job do you know what I mean talking about how great the team was and how we had an amazing team listen he got in Levy's ear I promise you he got in Levy's ear being like I can change this team this team is better than what it's showing and then he got here and he worked with these players and then he's like, actually, no, nah, these guys are cooked, you know. Like, and exactly. it was like, and, and then at the next point, it was Levy didn't back him because 
I'm gonna be honest with you, yeah. He he needed to shake it off after uh and Dombele and Lacelso. Because yeah. if you spend 110 million pounds, yeah, and those guys turn out like that, listen, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take me at gunpoint to the bank the next time you want me to do a transfer over 30 million. Because and I I get why you're then hesitant. Do you know? So then, when it comes to pay fifty-five for Bruno or yeah. fifty, you're like, shit, I can't do this again. Like yeah. we ain't got, the, and that's what people don't understand. The more transfers that you mess up, yeah, yeah of high value, if you're Spurs, the closer you are to selling a Kane or a Son, because we don't put money into the club, so that money has to come from somewhere. That's what people don't understand. That's like if you if you have less ability to make mistakes, you then become rigid in your decision making. You stop making taking risks because you're so scared of them failing, and that's Levy's biggest problem. He's been risk averse, yeah, in, in over the last few years. And I don't, and I think whilst COVID happened and a new stadium. I was tolerant of it. I think everybody now wants us to kick on. But I'm just giving some context as to why I'm not frothing at the mouth. To That's, get important him out. That's important context. Lyra, are going to say something? Go I just, so I want to rephrase my question. With everything that you said, and we, the, he, he was following the fans and he wants to win now, and he would, yeah, why did we sack Mourinho just before a cup just final? So I think, I think this is the first, this, that for me is the, a major black mark for Levy. Because that's the moment when it was like he basically said top four is more important than a trophy. And he said it in, in clear, clear actions. But what he also did was he basically belittled the fact that we've not won a trophy. So yeah. he so to me, that was a big black mark because he the fan base is frothing, but but you know what? He wasn't wrong. Because if he did that now, the fan base would hang him. But he got yeah. away with it. He got away yeah, yeah. with it because, yeah. to an extent, the fan base now is so desperate for a trophy. Yeah, based off the last couple of years of that season, the Dinam, the the the, the 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 losing to Zagreb, except the fan base is desperate to win. Under Poch, we wanted to win the big one. Yeah. yeah? Now it's like we want to win, win anything. anything. Yeah, but the thing is, is that Levy's, Levy's right in terms of a League Cup would be nice, but winning a League Cup and finishing eighth and then having to keep Mourinho next season, it's not worth it. It's not worth it in the long-term vision of the club. It might be worth it to some of the fans, but to the club and the bottom line and where we mm -hmm. need to go, he probably thought it was a small sacrifice to make for a greater good. And... That's what he needs to do as the chairman. He needs to make those calls. Personally, I think if Mourinho had won that trophy, he's thinking that I can I can't sack him. No, we, we, I hear that. But ultimately, did his plan work? That's that's what we got to look at. I I think that we're loose. I think we're in a good position. I I I know people will look at it differently, but I would look at it more from the point of view of saying. Where we were at Mourinho's point, the squad we had, mm. what Paratici's done, kind of an overhaul, Conte, fourth, fourth. The team has, we've stabilised. You know, we, we're not as stable as fans would like, yeah. but we're stable. Look at where Chelsea are. Look at where no, Liverpool I, are. 
Uh, no, I hear you. But there's there's no overhaul and Spurs. They don't go together until Dyer is out of the squad. So let's never say overhaul again until Dyer is out of the squad. Because <laughs> like, I don't understand how my man is skipping the overhaul. That's yeah. that's one. So I've got a question for you both. Poor Eric. Poor Eric, man. Poor Eric. Both, this is for both of you. I'm going to start with you, Kwabla. Um Explain to me what is the culture at Spurs? Is there a cultural problem? And if there is, what is the culture at Spurs? I think there is a cultural problem at Spurs. And I think it's largely of one of comfort. I think you have to have a certain level of competitive edge to get to become a professional in any kind of sport. There's no yeah. denying that. So I'm not going to sit around and say these guys like, like losing. No. But I think what they've seen, and especially the point that Jay made earlier, they've seen from the top, right, mm -hmm. that their aim is to be in the top four. And any top four, anything else is a bonus. It's never, it's never win a cup and finish in top four. It's finishing the top four, maybe win a cup. That's, that, that's how, that's how the, the culture works. And until we decide that we want to win, and I, win, and I mean win in the true sense, not buy a manager but not give him the tools or get a tool but not get the manager or whatever it may be, however that synergy lines up, until we show that winning is what we want to do at all costs, it's just going to continue, unfortunately. But yeah, I think that's what the cultural the cultural issue is, and I think it comes it comes from the top down, man. It comes from the top down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I don't I think I don't think we have a I don't really think we have a culture really per se at the moment. Um, it's one of those where I, I think that we, as a club, um, I have I have a quite specific theory on this. Um, it's quite it's quite a unique theory. I, it's probably not unique. I think when I say it, most people will agree with it, but I haven't really heard it uttered much before. So here goes. Um, Spurs became a big club without having to win anything. It's a very unique set of circumstances that Spurs became a big club, almost unheard of. Maybe you could argue maybe this team's like Bayern Leverkusen. Maybe Dortmund to an extent over the last few years, but Spurs' profile. Yeah, Dortmund won two, two. Yeah, they, they, yeah. To be fair, Dortmund won it under Klopp. I mean, over the last sort of since Klopp, they've been they, more. They, 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 they've no, they've won a couple of like cups. So not even them. So maybe more like a Leverkusen, like mm -hmm. as in like you know this. But Leverkusen's profile is nowhere near us. Do you see what I mean? So you got to yeah. be like, if you want to think, okay, who in world football has a profile like Tottenham Hotspur despite not winning? Mm, no one. You know, before no. I would have said Napoli, but exactly, you would have said Napoli. But even I swear, Napoli won a cup a couple, a few years ago, and yeah. and you know they're, they're on course to win the league this season. So when they had Le Levesi and um, yeah, I'm Cavani sure, I'm, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure Higuain lifted a cup with them or something, Italia or something. So Spurs are in an island of of themselves. So unique profile. The problem is, is then you, you, you become a club. Okay, so you don't win. Do the players get bombed out? No, the players don't get bombed out. So then you become a club where finishing top four is constituted as relative success. And if you fail, you get to stay. So there's no consequence for failing, but you also get the best training and development conditions. And from a public perception point of view, you play for a big club. It breeds apathy. It be it breeds a, a, a sense of, well, 
you know, always next year, but with a with an ambivalence of oh, next year is not promised. So then you get the law of diminishing returns, which is what started kicking in with Poch. We used to put the same effort in, but then you're getting less rewards. Now we need to revamp the squad. It's just we're very retrospective. And we're always trying to do things without putting the appropriate level of work in. That's our big problem as a club. We we have the right idea, but then we look at the work that's necessary in order to accomplish that, and then we say, you know what? Let me try and cut a corner. You know what? Let me try and cut a corner. And we're always trying to cut a corner as a football club. And we've got to the point now, there's no more corners to cut. We're at a point where you have to do the job properly, and if not, you're going to fall behind six or seven football clubs who are all doing their jobs properly now. They're all they, doing their know, jobs properly. I'd even, even argue, Jay, that they don't even have to do their job properly because they're financially doped to the point where it doesn't matter. You know I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah Newcastle are going to have to operate within the rules to a certain extent, but the money yeah. means that they can afford to make certain things. And I'll tell you what, Jay. First of all, yeah. very good question, um, Laura. But an even better answer. Because that that I think you're right. I think a lot of people will agree with what you said, but I haven't heard it said like that. I haven't I actually not even said it said it like that. I actually heard that point being made. Mm. That's a very good point. Because the brand that the brands of Tottenham is arguably bigger than the than the public in general. And people who and people who are old enough to, to see Tottenham win things, right? Will make out like, oh yeah, it makes sense. But it doesn't make sense. It doesn't since make the, sense. Since the Premier League has existed, yeah. which is when the branding has gone into overdrive, since the Premier League has existed, Tottenham hasn't been that team. Yeah. It hasn't been that team. But we've been, we've been repeatedly up there for, for the job that's been done um, at the top. But, like all things, man, it gets to a certain point, and you're right, you reach diminishing returns, and the only way for that to end is for things to be shaken up and changed. Um, I, think we'll, I think we'll leave it there for, for this day session. I thought, I thought it was very meaty. I'm glad. I'm glad I to go over there because I, this is what I expected. This is this is, this is what I wanted. Don't worry. Wanted, next next week you got it. You two. Yeah, yeah, head yeah, on. Yeah, head on. Week, head. Next week we're going to go through. And look, to be honest, the support on the Hotspur means that by the time we've assessed the managerial candidates, probably half of them will reject us anyway. But mm. I do want to hear the thinking and the thought process behind that. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, we appreciate you for joining us. Uh, please, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, please leave us a five star rating because we only give you five star content. You know exactly where to find us. Um, I've been Kwabna, so thank you very much for listening. It's a uh, good night from me. It's good night from me. Mm-hmm. And it's good night from me. Guys, content gone. But still in the end. So for those who were following his his four game his four game record, they were really happy. You got what you wanted. So smile because the sun always shines on the shelf. Lero, please run that outro. <laughs> <laughs>